Bluff City Media presents the Two Buck Sports Show. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, Drew Gann and Rusty Witten. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another jam-packed edition of the Two Buck Sports Show. I am your co-host, Rusty Buckets, here with my colleague, Uncle Buck, Drew Gann, again, by hey. shock that he's here tonight, but and he's here again. We're in the midst of just crisis mode. We've got baby on the way. We got crazy girls on the side. Like, what is happening in the world today? I don't know. Welcome to the show, Uncle Buck. We totally have two ends of the spectrum going on here. You have got my six foot five best friend dealing with crazy exes, and his five foot five me is dealing with a wife that's about to have a fourth kid. So, I mean, <laughs> but we're talking about totally, totally different ends of the spectrum here. But, Rusty, it has been a week. You know, last week we talked about how uh, we did not think the show was going to happen. And if you thought last week was in the air, this week was – uh, this is a miracle, let me tell you. Yeah. And I'm going to get to it with my best of the week. But it is – before we get into that, it is a great day to be alive. It's a great day to podcast. You can see now my blinds are kind of closed, but this is the first ever two buck sports show that has ever been recorded in which the sunlight is beaming into our homes. Yeah, <laughs> because we're we always air on the night, other guys. side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it um, is currently five oh one God's time. And I'll uh, say this recording true. I had a great excuse to leave. You know, you've got kids, so you've always got an excuse that you may have to dip out, go get a kid from a sick kid from school right. or daycare, right? Like as a single adult, I don't have that. Um, right. But friends of the podcast know that I just got myself a little puppy. You can see her over my shoulder over there. Shelby's taking a nap on the couch, and she had a vet appointment today, which is not my beef of the week, although it should be because I was in that office for like eight minutes, and it cost me $112. I am in the wrong Ooh. line of work. Oh, but, you are. Their billables are so much better than yours. Oh, 100%. But I will say that recording at 5 o'clock with the sunlight out gives me a great excuse. Shelby got me off work early. I can record early, enjoy a beverage early, and call it a night. Man, I'm grateful to be here. That's for sure. This Two Bucks Sports Show brought to you by uh, Wiseacre <laughs> Brewery and uh, Diet <laughs> yeah. Mountain Dew. <laughs> hey, shout out, no free shout outs. Pay us. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll get to my... Uh, best of the week and it's the reason why i have to absolutely drink the hardest thing i can drink right now is diet mountain dew because in t minus two hours and 58 minutes your boy and his bride are headed to the hospital to have a baby <laughs> so uh, let's go we had our doctor's appointment today. I say our. I mean, it's my baby. But it's her, this, the, the doctor's visits are totally her. <laughs> because yeah. there ain't anything I can do in there except say, you all right, hon? You know. <laughs> so, uh, and so uh, we had our doctor's appointment today. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, everything looks good. So uh, we've made it to 39 weeks and some change here. It's like, it's up to you when you're ready to have the kid. My wife just looked at him and was like, I'm, ne- I'm ready now with like the the eyes that said, don't even consider even waiting till tomorrow. We're having this baby. And so he said, okay, come back at eight o'clock. So I get on the road and I call Russ and I was like, can you squeeze one in here? And it just happened that instead of getting off at six, like you normally do, you're off at four fifteen. And so That's here cool. we are the two bucks show before dark. 
Yeah, how about that? Shout out, shout out to Haley. <clears throat> I've been very strict in my instructions about when this baby can be born. So shout out to Haley, the your doctor there in you know in Tupelo. Like I appreciate y'all adhering to my guidelines. Because of that, Banks will be loved and your family forever favored yeah. because y'all listened. Yeah, Doctor Young in Tupelo at OBGYN and Associates is a big fan of the Two Bucks Sports Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Apparently. <laughs> wanted to make sure that we got this show in so they can listen. He, she, this is what they, he was thinking. He that he can listen to this show tomorrow and yeah, not yeah. miss it. And so that's clearly what he was yeah. thinking about. When Drew sent me that text that they were headed to the doctor, because I texted him, I said, Hey man, what's the plan? And he said, We're in the doctor's parking lot now. And I sent him the gift from 30 Rock where he's drinking the water and nervously <laughs> splashing yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, Oh, buddy. Yeah, and I said go. it worked today. I said, Yeah, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. <clears throat> Record tonight what it's going to look like. You know, Drew's having a baby. Well, Haley's doing all the work. Drew's alone for the ride. Yeah. Uh, Some reason have I have to be there. there. Yeah, I don't know, man. Wild. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's my best of the week is that hopefully this time tomorrow I will have a firstborn son or a, a, the my first son that is born into this family. So there you go. My first biological son? Yeah. yeah. I want to make it a little bit more parent, you know, happily. Yes, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Cause it feels yeah. like the other one's like, I'm like, it had to yeah. be there, he's but we love BB. <laughs> a step kid. He's one of us, you know, he right. is, he is 100%. as inseparable as any kid that we have or will ever have. 100%. But it's like, this is the first one, the first one that right now will have the GAN name. There you go. Fair. Fair. Okay. Fair. Uh, Fair. I will make a request though to my co host, mm-hmm. Buckets. Um, when we were sitting in the waiting room, I'd gotten a text message from the Memphis Grizzlies. One of the, I signed up for those deal text messages or you know whatnot, mm-hmm. and they've got nine dollar tickets, nine dollar and one cent I saw that. tickets. Okay, mm-hmm. I saw that mm-hmm. for tomorrow and Saturday. And so, Haley, because our other son Braxton's birthday is the third on Sunday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she says, "Well, if we don't have this baby, maybe we go to one of those games for his birthday." And so because she's my wife and she knows what I care about, she immediately looked up the promotion schedule. Of course. And Friday night in the FedEx forum, they're giving away John Morant Hawaiian shirts. And I just think that Rusty has to go to the Grizzlies game. (sighs) When you guys are listening to this tonight, Friday night and bring me home a John Morant Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Well, you, I'll be I, in, I also know you have a contact there, a string you could pull or two. I do. <laughs> Here's the deal. <laughs> I'm heading to Corinth tomorrow. My plan was to be there for the for you know in and around the birth of my future other nephew again, but I have three blood nephews <laughs> who might be interested in going to a Grizzlies game tomorrow night. Stay Which tuned, one of them listeners. doesn't get a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to be in gold shirts. Finn won't remember it. I was about to say, Finn that in the back of his down. drawer. Yeah. Finn, I know you're listening, buddy. <clears throat> you can just share it with Tom Ryder, man. No big deal. I mean, I, mean, I love you, Finn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, if you, by the time you're old enough to wear this shirt, Jaw will have, you know, may have retired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel so like I gotta... it gets its money's worth with me. I might be buying some tickets tonight to a Grizzlies game to take my nephews. I'll be in Corinth anyway. Like I said, Shelby's got an appointment down there tomorrow. So uh, stay tuned. 
Stay okay. tuned. I, like See I said, I I'm not going to be able to hold you to it because yeah. I'm not. It's not going to be on my mind tomorrow. I can tell you that. <laughs> Our daughter was born two two twenty two. It happened to be the night that the Grizzlies were playing the Knicks on TNT in Madison Square Garden. So in the crappy little uh, operating room TVs, I was able to watch the Grizzlies. Yeah. And they won in Madison Square Garden. And it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow night's game, because the Grizzlies are terrible, or is not <laughs> on national television. And so I guess I'm just going to have my iPad pulled up while I'm standing beside my wife pushing, just watching the Grizzlies. <laughs> like, good job, honey. Oh, come on. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> Dang it, yeah, watch Jake Ravy in the game. <laughs> That's it. You're doing great. I'm talking to you, not Gigi, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rusty, uh, what's your best yeah. of the week? Drew, I have – so – I talked about this on the Daily Grind when I was on it with Luke on Tuesday. We've talked about it on the show before. I'm the wrong kind of doctor, right? Like I came out oh, yeah. with the title of a doctor and the debt of a doctor, but not the pay range of a doctor. I make a comfortable living. I'm not complaining too much. Yeah. Just a little. Better. Uh, but I found my way out of student loan debt. Oh, really? Yeah, I have. Oh, what'd you do? Did you sell a kidney? Not yet. I've only got one left. <laughs> That's what I did last time. No, just case a joke. It's called humor. Oh, it's dark humor, but it's there. (laughs) Anyway, okay, we're we're devolving here. So (laughs) it involves shaming my family, but beggars can't be choosers. We got to get out of student loan debt. So at the Uh Super Bowl this year, there was a Uh streaker, and he bet five hundred dollars that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl, and that bet hit. (laughs) Because he was the one who streaked. Stroke. He's a thousand struck. Stroked? Mm, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, he stroked. He, he stroked. That's it. Um, <clears throat> and he had a thousand dollar fine to get out of jail, spent the night in jail, a thousand dollar fine to get out. My man's bet hit for $374,000. <laughs> Drew, I could pay That's, off my That brings loan. no shame to your family. I'll be honest I with can, you. I could pay off my condo at the beach. I could pay off all kind, of, and then it, it'll get into my best or my beef here in a minute. Um, it'll also help me in that. Um, but 374k, I will show my buns, and he wasn't even all the way naked. Like I could just strip down to like just some like some some underwear and run across the field, right? Like it still counts, right? Like half streaking is streaking. You gotta think that the company that took his bet invalidated it, right? So what I've read is that because he went around bragging about it. He's not going to be able to cash it out. See, that's the criminals are so stupid. That's what I'm saying. Never. Yeah. yeah. You know, as Charles Barkley once said, don't <laughs> commit crimes with checks. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, man. I wouldn't do it in a horror movie because I'm just going to get in the car and leave. I'm like, I'm running away. I'm not an idiot. And yeah. then uh-huh. I'd make a killer criminal because if I did something like this, your boys keep his mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> not a soul's going to learn about it. I don't. Be signs, could be a hatchet murderer like. right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's never told me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like there would be signs, but I wouldn't tell nobody. <laughs> There's a bloody hatchet, but he hasn't admitted to it. <laughs> That's it. That's it, man. He ain't got no more student loan debt, but uh, he ain't admitted to cashing out any kind of big bets. But anyway, that is right. my best of the week is I have found my way out of immense student loan debt. <laughs> Almost. You know, tax time. I, I got to wait a calendar year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll wait till Super Bowl 59. So, 
uh, yeah, we just uh, tax money just come in on Thursday, on Tuesday. Oh, you got there, yeah. Oh man, let me tell you, we paid off so much stuff. It feels great. Oh, right now I'm just shopping. This is a sick cycle that I'm in now. But like, well, like, well, it sucks about my tax structure because of my partnerships with my old company that I still have, and that's a long conversation for a stiffer mm-hmm. drink. Uh, I won't get my, like, I have to file for an extension because I don't get my K-1s until September. And then I don't get my return until like October, November. Oh, and I, I usually just roll that over anyway, but it's, it's never a ton. But yeah, yeah so enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, I will. I'll have another kid <laughs> by next year. So, no, no, no. I now know what all you people are doing this for. <laughs> I have cracked the code, he says. I have cracked the code. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, my B for the week. Have you ever dealt with somebody who just thinks they know better than you or they think you're an idiot? I dealt with one of those yesterday at work. So without getting into the weeds, because my job is something that not many people can like associate with. And I could Mm -hmm. get into like naming equipment that I'm dealing with. Anyways, I had this piece of equipment that failed that I'd never worked on before. Keep in mind, if you're a long listener of this show, I was trained by a man named Danny to ultimately take his job for him to retire, but stay on retainer to help me throughout these processes that I'm in now, handling it by myself. Then Danny tragically passed away like two weeks before he retired. And so all of my work, day-to-day work, seems to be just me figuring out solutions to problems that I have never seen before. So I had one of these problems on Tuesday and it rolled into Wednesday. So I call, you know, they've got technical support. Everybody's got technical support and they just people that are unhappy with their jobs because they thought they were going to be doing something cool. But instead, they're answering phones all day long, talking to people who need help. You know, I've worked that job. That job drove me back to college. Being a <laughs> telemarketer, you know. Yeah. And so. I'm sitting on there, and I was like, listen. He starts like, all right, try this, try this. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let's rewind for a second. You're telling me to do this, but I don't know what these things are you're saying. So just dumb this all the way down. <laughs> and so I guess we got Talk off to on me like I'm five. Time. Yeah, because he <laughs> thought I was just a plum idiot, okay? And so uh, I get in here, and I'm just like, all right, this isn't working. What he's telling me to do is not working. And I realize he doesn't know what he's talking about. And so then he makes the comment. And I'm working in a transformer. There are, you know, we've killed it. So it's not hot, like hot, electrified, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I know what I'm doing around hot stuff or know how to mm-hmm. kill it. You know, I know how to be safe. And he just looks at me. And I guess because the questions I asked him about this particular thing that he does for a living, he was like, so I don't know if you've ever been in a substation before. You never worked <laughs> around electricity before. But that right there is probably hot. You probably need to take one of our subsection courses. And before he could even get out of sentence, and I was frustrated. And, and the guy that's helping me was just, his eyes got wide because he was just like, I started shaking my head. I was like, hold on one second. I said, just don't even finish that sentence. I said, I'm asking you for help with what you specialize in. Don't try to tell me what I specialize in. Like, I am good. Like, you just tell me how to fix this problem with this component and I'll worry about not dying by electricity. It's kind of the first thing they teach me, okay? Right. Like, yeah. But anyways, just it boils down. Everybody in their life has to deal with somebody who just thinks that they know everything and mm-hmm. just 
And I don't know if it, it can go down. I don't know if because I sound like a redneck, everybody from like this guy was from Missouri, probably thinking I'm some bumpkin, you know, because the only people <laughs> they interview from Mississippi after a tornado doesn't have any tooth in their head. Not one. And so it's just like, I was like, hold on one second. Like, I may sound like a dummy and I may say some dumb things, but I can promise you I'm not about to grab something that's got. 14,000 volts on it, okay? Let's just just push that aside for a second. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you deal with it at your work when a patient comes in and they're just like, are you sure this is supposed to work? And you're just like, hang on a second. No, my favorite is they say I Googled my symptoms or I looked it up on WebMD or my my personal favorite is I saw this on Instagram and they said it would work. And I'm like, well, why did I pay all this money for my degree? I tell you, my wife does that. And it's not about important stuff. But she's yeah. like, I've done research. And I'm like, what kind of research have you done, honey? She's like, I, Googled it. I love like, that. Honey, Googled it. Quit calling that research, okay? Yeah, that's not research. But you know, the difference there, Drew, is when people talk to me like an idiot, most of the time they're they're right. They're talking they're right. to an idiot. <laughs> but the one time I can stop them in their tracks and say, shut up. I know I'm right. I've taken that opportunity for myself I'm waiting, you know? I'm waiting for that moment you know i'm still waiting <laughs> on my moment <laughs> you know when they when they go too far into something i actually know about it's like that episode of the office when when michael just happens to be right and oscar be wrong at one time about china about china <laughs> about china you know uh, that's that you get that opportunity just once every once yeah. in a while if ever and at that yeah. time, you've got to capitalize on it. And I feel comfortable. I capitalized on it. I told that guy, shut up quick. <laughs> you were quick with it, man. You were sitting on, sitting <laughs> yeah. on go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you, what's man. your beef for the week? Oh, my beef for the week is expensive. <clears throat> it's not just the expensiveness of, of Shelby's vet appointments or expensive as grocery is, but I have a decision to make. Um, I've been driving the same truck since I bought it. Are you it. selling it? Uh, I don't know. Since March oh, of 2016, no. I love that truck. I, Drew knows I, I, I love that truck. It's my and pride I and joy. How you felt when you you gave up old blue? I didn't want to. I know. I know. This is how you're feeling with this one. I am even more so because, like, like old blue was given to me by my parents. Like it was a gift, and I'm very grateful for that. And I love my parents right. for that. They bought me a 2005 Ram 1500 when I graduated high school. And Drew knows, like, I loved that truck. Drove it for 248,000 miles on it. And quick funny story, uh, Gerald Wagman there at Corinth Exhaust in Corinth has been our family mechanic for years. And he called me one day when he was working on it. My converter was going out. I had a couple things going wrong. He said, Rusty, come by my office. I want to talk to you. I'm like, ooh, that's not good. Uh That's expensive. (laughs) And so, yeah, so I go down there after work. My granddaddy takes me down there. And I'm like, hey, uh. Hey, Gerald, how's it going? And he's like, listen, I've been fixing your cars for years now. And I think of you and your brother like sons because I've, I've known you all your life. I'm like, yeah, that's nice, man. I appreciate that. He said, so I'm going to talk to you like you were my son. I'm like, Gerald, man, that means the world. I appreciate it. He goes, sell the damn truck. I'm tired of fixing it. This thing's a piece <laughs> of junk. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yes, sir. Um, yeah. Because what you don't know about me, listeners, a few of you know this. I am 36. I'll be 37 in just a couple of weeks. And I've had three trucks my entire life. I am yeah. not a guy who needs multiple vehicles. I had a 94 yeah. Ford Bronco. I had an 05 Ram. And I've got this 14 Ram. I don't like buying new cars. They're expensive. Right. I'm, t- oh, I'm yeah. tired with my money. I don't want to like spend it on things. And so I'm, I'm in a dilemma. The silver one out here 
It's got 202,000 miles on it. And yeah. it bounces more than a souped up Impala in Compton when I hit about 70 miles an hour. That's, it's just got a vibration oh, yeah. in the front end. And so I took it by a shop and was talking to the guy there. And he's like, yeah, it happens in Rams. The front ends go out. You know, by the go time out. we get parts of labor and everything done, it's going to be, you know, three, $4,000. And yeah. I was like, <sighs> I about fell off the stool. I'm Jeez. like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, man. And like, honestly, like this truck's probably worse, you know, a little bit more than that. So you got, you know, I can do it, but. You also may want to consider, and I'm like, don't say it. Don't say it. Consider a new truck. Like, that's most guys' Listen. dreams. And I get that. So I got a lot of listeners no. out there. I know that are probably like, why don't you go buy a new truck? But like, I have not. That truck's been paid off for five years. I'd had a truck yeah. note in five years. I bought the it's truck the and best. paid it down as quick as I could because I don't like having a truck note. I right. don't want another one. So I have a decision to make. Do I drop, you know, three, four thousand dollars on this truck? Or do I use that towards a, a new one or newish or newer one? Because I ain't buying a brand new one. Well, let me ask you this. Can the front end, well, say, worst case scenario, $4,000 it costs you to replace your front end. Yeah. Will it get you another 100,000 miles out of it? That, I think, has to, that's where you have to justify it. Because, oh, no. yes, it may only be worth, first off, if he says that thing's only worth $7,000, he's wrong. You can I get agree. that. Oh, uh, he's absolutely wrong. He's 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 wanting to tell you that and then try to buy it for that price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I've shopped for vehicles lately, and I've shopped for trucks within the last yeah. couple of years. They're expensive. It's got two hundred two thousand miles on it. I could still That's probably get ten to twelve, ten to twelve out of it if I decided to sell yeah. it. But like out of principle, I kind of want to fix the daggum thing and drive it some more. So you just see how many miles I get on it. Because again, like I love this. You're truck. not paying it's gotten me to Myrtle Beach and back. It's gotten me yeah. all across the southeast. Like that truck has been, I've been through a lot. I, you know, I, I called yeah. Drew and it really angry one night after a, a tense moment when I was in Myrtle Beach driving around and like it's just been a, it's been it's been there for for yeah. me through a lot of things in life and I'm not ready to get rid of it. Nor am I ready for another like a car payment. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm not sentimental for possessions like that. You know, mm-hmm. my wife is that person when it, you know, things mean something like there's always a story behind things. And for me, it's it's all about, um, you know, like I said on the podcast last week, it's all about getting the job done, you know, mm-hmm. and it's what's best for me, what works best for me. And I'm going to tell you this from experience of somebody who just got another car note mm-hmm. and just paid another one off is if you can get by without a car note for as long as possible. I mean, without spending, you you don't want to spend three thousand dollars every year. Yeah, but shoot, I'd try to stay without a car note if it were me. Again, and it's not so much the sentimental part; like that part's kind of cool. I just, I just, I'm not a guy like like I God love my brother I'm not and my daddy, and they're those people that uh-huh. are just they got to have vehicles all the time. Daddy's always wanting something new. You know, Clark's in the process of looking for something new always. Right. You know, he's always wheeling and dealing. Me, I just want to drive until it just plumb falls apart. Get another one, do the same thing. Like I'm trying to get through life with the fewest amount of car payments right. as I could possibly have. Because this Ram was two. the first car payment I've ever had. And I really right. am trying to avoid having another one right. for as long as I can. Well, there's two types of people in this world. It's people that have that just accept the fact that they're going to have a car note forever. And those are the people that'll go buy something new and then sell it at a hundred thousand miles when it <laughs> still has value and then just go get something new and the cycle just keeps repeating itself. Mm-hmm. And there's the people that I was raised by. And that is somebody who says it's better to have no car payment than a nice oh, car, man. you know? <laughs> so I watched, it, it you only know, goes one of two ways. 
Yeah. And I watched my parents growing up and I love my parents, you know, shout out mom and dad, but like financial decisions were never their strong suit. And so I always said, I'm going to be different. I want to do things different. And and I, and I love him. Like my dad though, he's the kind of guy, if a truck needs new tires, Oh, I need jacket up, drive another one underneath it. Like, no, just buy the tires, (laughs) you know? Um, and and every purchase has to, And so I'm like, look, man, like I'm not going to be that way. I'm trying to go as long as I can in the old silver goat out there and hope that she'll run a little bit longer. (laughs) And I have to say, I am bad about, uh, I am a guy that loves bells and whistles. Uh, (laughs) So like I wanted the new van to have, you know, that I'd had a vehicle with heated seats and all that. And I needed that. Like Mm -hmm. that's my minimum. Now I needed the bells and whistles. However, those bells and whistles are fine. And yeah. so I still want to pay the sucker off and not yeah. have to worry about it forever. You know, yeah. I don't need the so, next bells and whistles, but I needed to have what I had before. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to go get another quote in Corinth because I can leave it yeah. there. Probably Gerald's or somewhere down there, let right. them work on it. And I can drive daddy's truck for a little bit while we're trying to sell it to uh, come off of it. But I just, I'm, I just don't want to get a new truck, man. I just don't want to pay for a new new truck. They're expensive, man. I, I went and looked at one. I went and looked at a little car for Clark. Him and Andrea looking for a new car. And there's right. one here in Martin. I went and looked at for him. And there's a couple of trucks on the lot. And I looked at them. I'm like, that's a nice looking truck. I looked at the price tag and I was like, not so nice. <laughs> I mean, and you know this, but you say you say you want to sell your truck and say you get offered top dollar for it. Say you got offered $15,000 for it. You take that fifteen thousand dollars and see what kind of truck you can buy with it. It ain't. It ain't, it ain't the same. Like what you got? No. It ain't the same. And then all I'm doing is putting a down payment on something. And there's uh, there's the four quadrants of car sales, right? So all they're going to do is move those numbers around to where yes, you have a higher down payment, but then we're going right. to move some of the like the warranty and some of the the shipping costs around where like you never win in a car deal. I don't no, care what people don't. say. People brag. I I got the best deal out of that car. I worked him for all he's worth. Nah, bruh, you didn't. You might have got it a little bit cheaper. They're still making a ton of money off of you. Oh, yeah. They're not ever going to sell anything at a loss. You know that. That's why when you go shopping for a car, you have to know exactly how much money you want to spend and and then leave if it ever gets any more than that. That's it. Like, and don't let them you just, let because they're going to pull the tricks. They're going to make you sit in the in the office for three hours. And then you're like, well, I've been here long enough. I got to buy it. Or they're going to offer right. you everything in the world to get you to upcharge or, you know, right. upgrade this. Oh, I've got this and with this package or whatever. It's all about making money. And shout out My to we're, we're on this on this podcast or on this show. We are fans of people making their money. So get your bag, car oh, yeah. salesman. You're just not going to get it from me. <laughs> yeah. My grandma just told me that she's got to try to get out of a deal that she signed with. The Ford place, I think, in Corinth, where she was, <laughs> they talked her into like a year's paying for a year's worth of oil changes up front for a discounted price. And it was like 400 or $600, something like that. And I, I was like, Grandma, that was like, if you only get a deal out of that if you get your oil changed once a month, like yeah. you don't drive that much. <laughs> like, uh-uh. You might get Lower. four oil changes a year. Shame on that car salesman for selling that to your sweet grandmother. Come on. No. So, anyways, all right. We are going to get into our second segment where we actually talk about sports. Uh, I know there's maybe a couple of you guys still listening here that that are (laughs) wanting to hear about our sports take. So, in segment two, we're going to get into the Memphis Grizzlies and what has happened since we last talked to you guys. And then we're going to get into some college baseball, some random topics in our third segment. So, stick around. Rusty. Take us to break. 
not just the level of individual talent that mm -hmm. he plays, but but it's also the the level of his mind. We haven't gotten cross court open shot this year. Right. We haven't seen that pass a lot. Number one, you gotta respect him going to the basket. There's a roller. I gotta watch the roller. Uh, he has the mind to be able to say, I see all of that, but now I see this guy over here. I'm gonna get him <laughs> this open shot. How shifty he is to always be going forward. It's usually side to side. Yeah, his dribble moves are side to side but going forward right which is very hard to defend i just want to get you as many times can i get you to do this but for him it's not here it is here which is with is right, right, right. Are, are, are his moves to get down the floor it's awkward for a defender mm -hmm. to try to catch a cadence this you dribble <clears throat> so now what i do is now when you go put that ball down i'm going for it but with him there's no I, it's hard for my cadence but Right. What's my cadence for you? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know yeah. what it is. Tune in to the Anthony Sane show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Who do you need to step it up? Outside of David Jones, I think David Jones is David Jones. I don't think you need him to step it up cuz he's been performing. Yeah, like I, he's David Jones. Like outside of him, he's fine. I think Quinterly needs to play better. In what way? Like I mean, he's facilitating the ball well. I mean, what do you like? I don't to a to a twelve from the field's not cutting it. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. And I don't need a runner three from the top of the key with three and a half seconds left. Is Virginia the game where Jordan Brown is going to cook? Those dudes aren't looking to run the ball. Cook what, dude? I thought he was going to have a freaking night. He came out with that fresh cut, mm. lined up. Mm. And then literally within the first 15 seconds, missed a wide open layup. Yeah. And then picked yeah. up two fouls right away. I feel real lied to because I thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. Didn't think it did anything for you. Well, I, I, mean, I think we all, we all thought we were getting a 20 and 10 guy. And we are getting that in David Jones. I'm not even getting 20 or 10 minutes out of the guy. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> like Drew said before we went to the break, we are heading into our Memphis Grizzlies talk. If you want to talk more Grizzlies with us, don't forget you can also subscribe to Bluff City Media. Quick shameless plug, $5 a month to be an insider. Check out there. You can talk to us on Discord. There's a ton of other channels as we swap on your screen here. Uh, again, we're, we're learning this spaceship as we go, man. So we play around with it all the time. Hope you all get motion sickness. But sign up, blessedcitymedia.co. Be an insider. Hang out with us on Discord. Uh, hop in some groups and get a lot more talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, Drew, who have gone on a cold snap since we came back last oh, week. That's one way to put it. Yeah, well, at least two out of three, we were somewhat competitive, right? Because last week when we recorded, we had just coming through the end of the All-Star break. The show dropped on Friday. The Grizz played the Clippers Friday night on the awesome uh, cement-looking court. Looked great. Played good basketball and hung with them. Just kind of ran out of gas late. And then Monday night, I had to hate watch that entire game because I'm sure our listeners saw over at bluffcitymedia.co that I wrote the game, re the quick recap of the game. I had to watch that thing and just be miserable, man. And I about halfway oh. through the third quarter, I was Googling, can chat GPT write this recap for me? Trying to figure <laughs> it out. I'm just going to go to bed. This is awful. Uh, and then real quick, last night, played the Timberwolves in a much more competitive game. We were in it until late. Again, we just ran out of steam. Jaren's trying to do everything. And, um, it just and almost did. 
and almost did thanks to some other unlikely heroes who we'll get to here in a minute. But Drew, it's just not been the best post all-star break for the Beale street Bruins. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's to be expected. This team is down everybody, yes. you know, you, we were riding high off of, you know, extremely competitive basketball post John Moran and Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart. We were really competitive for a long time with the young guys. And it was fun to watch. And, and you won a few, you know, you won more than you thought you would win. But in our last 10, we're two and eight. You know, we're on a four game losing streak here. It's just not a really good spot right now. And you're losing games that are encouraging for the future. I get I hate it. Moral victories. Uh, I do too. It still doesn't feel right. No. But the, the games like Minnesota and like the Clippers, that's the games like we've talked about on this show before to where they just don't really take you seriously. Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, they've they've managed the whole time to keep it close enough or be close with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies playing their best, best basketball they can. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they just put the brakes on you. And then they just – they take it seriously for six – four to six, maybe eight minutes in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then win by double digits. It's happened two out of the last three games. It's yeah. I told you guys it was going to happen a lot. And it's continuing it to happen. You, What's you annoying? Like to see, it, it is fun for three and a half quarters to watch it. I mean, I was locked into that that T Wolves game for and sure. that Clippers game, but I mean, the outcome can't be dependent on whether or not you get enjoyment yeah. on watching Grizzlies basketball right now. Right, and and what's annoying about that is if we're full force, like we wrecked Minnesota last night, I think we would wreck them in a five seven game series in the playoffs without a without any trouble. Like we're just we're a better team yeah. and we're at full force because Jaron, like I said, Mark last night, Jaron sees red against Minnesota and just he clobbers Gobert. He has no time for cat. Like he works those dudes. Ja usually plays good games against them. You know, Ant had his moments last night. He had thirty four, played a great game. I mean, Ant does Ant things, yeah. but. You're right. Like, it sucks losing these games. And I'm trying to paint silver linings, right? Like, Jordan Goodwin was good last night. Yeah. He had seven boards, seven assists. I think he finished with eight po- eight assists, eight rebounds. Uh, you know, no points, but looked in control of the offense. Luke's shot was falling a little bit early. <clears throat> Again, kind of got cold late. Um, Gigi got you 14 off the bench. Lamar Stevens, to me, continues to prove – that he is going to be on an NBA roster somewhere. I hope it's in Memphis next year, selfishly, because that guy can hoop. He's just he's just a gamer, man. And he turned yeah. it on late uh, in that Nets game. He scored on three states, three straight possessions and got a, a defensive rebound on four straight to start the fourth quarter. I know that because, again, I was hate watching it, me and, like, the 12 <laughs> fans that were there for that yeah. game. Um, <clears throat> but, like, we're seeing some cool things in development of these guys that we're kind of belaboring at this point, just like – Keep looking ahead, right? Keep looking to 24 and 25. I'm thinking about that an unhealthy amount right now because right. basketball is so bad in Memphis. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you just – in the back of my mind, and the, what really kind of puts it in perspective for me is, yes, I am uh, excited to see all these guys. And anytime I get upset like that Brooklyn game, you know, I just turned it off. And anytime I try to, you know – because loss is a – me you know fan short for fanatic and i'm an absolute fanatic with every single possession of every single game that i watch for every single one of the teams that i love and when i start getting in the dumps i just remember that outside of jaron jackson jr santi aldama and vince williams and Gigi, 
than Luke. Yeah, but Luke's been hitting in and out, you know. I guess that's fair. Yeah. These guys are not going to play roles. Uh, the rest of the guys are not going to play roles. I mean, Gigi Jackson, we don't know exactly. He's not in pen in Sharpie in the 24-25 season as a 20-minute-per-game guy. Mm-hmm. Like the rest, I mean, you're looking at Jaron, Santi, and Vince. are really the only guys, and Luke, I guess, if Luke sticks around, that you can really just say, like, okay, well, these guys play bad tonight. Then then I'm upset. The rest of the guys, mm-hmm. you know, it's just cherry on top, you know. Gigi yeah. had a good game last night, uh, Wednesday night, for anybody, for everybody that's listening to this mm-hmm. on a Friday. I've got, I'm not really good at that yet. I keep Me neither. referring to it. And We're not perfect. You get what you Everybody remember, we record this on Thursday night, okay? We did not record. We are not live when you are yeah. watching us right now. Yeah. <laughs> so you get this, what you pay for. Everybody, this is last night, okay? <laughs> so, uh, anyways. Uh, and so, he had a good game on Wednesday night, but the three or four games previous, he was really bad. Really you bad. Know? And so, that's kind of the swings you get, you know? Everybody likes to say that Gigi Jackson is our first round pick for 2024. And so that's, I'm kind of grading it on that scale here. (laughs) Because if that is true, then this is Gigi's sophomore year in college. (laughs) You know, it's development. You got, if you're going to say that, you've got to consider this like the most green light of development that you'll ever get out of him. It's going to happen. You're going to have games where Gigi's great, Gigi's bad. Vince is still having those games. He's been a lot more consistent, but he still has off nights. You know, these guys are still growing and developing. And so it's very easy as a fanatic because I'm, I'm like you, like whatever team that I'm – like I'm a ride or die with whatever team that I'm, right. I'm, I'm cheering for. And so obviously I want to see these guys play well, but it's just – I have to remember that Gigi's 19 years old. He can barely buy tobacco. Yeah. He, can't even, he can't buy beer yet, right? right? And so like these guys are young and developing. The likelihood that Jordan Goodwin's on the team next year, very little. Matt Hunt, yeah. not going to be there. Like Hurt. Lamar Hurt, sorry. Welcome to the Two Bucks Sports Show. Welcome to the Two Bucks Sports Show. <laughs> um, there's a chance, a good chance they're not going to well, be here. It, like, as much as I want Lamar Stevens to be there, may not be there, right? Like, these guys are getting, like, run now. We're just seeing what we have. This team at allow me. February 28th next uh-huh. year is going to look, hopefully, fingers crossed, entirely different than the one we're watching right yeah. now. And allow me to be the man on the island right now because uh, I know everybody's off the Zaire Williams Island, and rightfully so. I mean, he hasn't been very good. Mm-hmm. But Zaire Williams is a lot entered the NBA a lot like Gigi did, except Zaire had an incredible first season playing with alongside Ja the whole season. Ja was healthy all season. He had a great first season. But he came in at like 18 years old. He did – he reclassified to graduate early. Then he had a COVID year at college to where they didn't play in California hardly at all. And so he, can, my point is that he is young and he is still taking lumps. And if you look at that and if you appreciate the, the timeline of how long it takes players to be good and compete for championships as a contributor to a championship team, it's typically not at 21, 20 or 21 years old that Zaire is now. And it's not going to be Gigi Jackson next year when he's 20. And it's, you know, these guys, the difference in Vince Williams is that he is, he was a four year player in college. He is 23, 22, 23 years old. It takes time. And 
I, Drew, I need to make sure this is a safe space, right? Like I can, this is a safe space. <laughs> oh, this is a safe space. Zaire Williams has been playing some not bad basketball. No, he's he, now last night. He I had don't want to say that out loud. Last night he had some <laughs> fluky three point makes. Oh, but that I mean, one from the corner. Good Lord. He shot that from like the third row. <laughs> yeah, the buzzer beater was just like, yeah. okay. You okay. <laughs> I, I had the same chance of making that as he did, <laughs> but it went in. So you get credit for it. And so sure. I just, I'm not all I get. I'm, I was okay with moving Zaire at the deadline. However, if somebody, if Zach Kleiman were to jump on this show right now and say that, they are still looking at the upside of Zaire and they're looking at three years from now, then I get why you, you continue to hold on to that lottery ticket. You know what I'm saying? They're not cashing out on that ticket yet. And I get that. However, also don't expect him to be really good in the playoffs next year. You know? Yeah. I I I didn't mean to get off on a Zaire Williams. It's a good it's a good tangent to go on because it's again like Zaire's not gonna be a grizzly next year. I just I know it in my bones. If him and Jake LaRavia are gone, those boneless wings are gonna be playing for somebody else. But <clears throat> the point remains like be patient with Gigi and these growing pains. Be patient um as Vince and Lamar Stevens and Scotty Pippen unless Goodwin comes in and takes his spot. Like right. be patient with these guys because they're growing, they're young, right? And so right. the run that they're getting this year is gonna be invaluable for next year, but they're not gonna be like Jaw's going to be playing 35, 40 minutes a game when right. it comes down to crunch time. Jaron's going to be playing 30 to 32 minutes because the, the longest short of it is he'll probably be in foul trouble. Dez is well, going to be running 35, 40 minutes. Like these guys are going to be getting a ton more playing time next year, especially from this point through the rest of the season as we make that right. push into the playoffs next year. And I just want, and I'm sure Taylor Jenkins is the king of developers right now. And so I just want to, I hope that he instills in them that they are being allowed to to develop to spread their wings you know fly if you can if you fall you that's okay we'll try again but next year it ain't gonna be this way you're gonna play within the scheme you're gonna play alongside jaw not in front of jaw you know what i'm saying you, you, and you these got, guys are coming lane. back and you we can't have a dylan brooks whose rookie year he had the greenest of green lights and for him to think that that made him the leader of the team until he was gone. Like we can't have that mindset with these guys, especially as young as they are. Which I'm loving. Uh, I'm seeing a lot popping up on Twitter. People retweeting Rockets Twitter right now where they're the, the Dylan Brooks honeymoon is over. They they're realizing the reason we let him walk, man, that, you know, first half of the season, Dylan is not there anymore. He's shooting 24, 25 times a night. He's taking the ball out of the kids' hands. Like that's the Dylan Brooks we know and love. And that's exactly why we let him walk. It was it, he's still crackhead Dylan Brooks, you know. He got <laughs> he, he hit rock bottom and got traded, and he sobered up. And then yeah. just a few weeks later, he started itching, thinking, "Oh my goodness, I need to shoot some more." I want you. I'm Kobe, you know. <laughs> and and here we are. <laughs> you got to go yeah. back to rehab. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I hope so, that was. I hope that wasn't too too off dude, color. No, <laughs> that was incredible. It reminds me of the Dave Chappelle meme. Like, you got any more of them open shots? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got any, come on, I love those contested threes. <laughs> That's it, man. I'm going to huck it up from behind my head. <laughs> you saying a fadeaway from uh, 18 feet. That's me. <laughs> but I got a, I got a time stripe three Lego. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, God love you, Houston. You got, you got one of our good players in, in Steve-O and Hey baby girl. 
one of our favorite members of the Gann family there, Miss Jenny, checking in tonight. But, uh, but yeah, Houston, enjoy Dylan Brooks. We're certainly glad you have him. You know, we got a couple games, Drew. We were talking about this a bit off air. We got two games this weekend. Portland's in town for a back-to-back home series with us. We don't have to leave Memphis. Mm-hmm. They come and play us both times. It's kind of a catch-22. Shout out Michael Scott. Like, do do we win those games because we're fans and we want to win those games? Or do we lose those games and we gain lottery position? Yeah, so I have the standings pulled up here, I'll tell you. So we're we're all about lottery position at this time. Competitive tank. That's the that's the key word. You know, that's the and when it comes to campaign season, that's your your hot word. You gotta hit every time. It's a competitive tank. We're not tanking. No, you know, it's we're competitive competitively tank. putting players right. out there that are not very good. Right. <laughs> uh, we're letting Jake Laravia. Yeah. We're letting yeah. Jake Laravia play 25 minutes on purpose. So. so right now we are in one, two, three, four, sixth place. And for contenders, that is 24th place. But we're tanking here, so we're in sixth place. Uh Portland is right behind us. The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are four games behind Portland. In the loss, in losses, make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm tracking with okay. you. And so, if Grizzlies want to get to fifth place, they need to lose both of these games at home to Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would get them two games back of the five spot. However, the the con to that mm-hmm. is that if you lose both of these games at home to Portland, nobody's coming to any more games the rest of the year. They're gonna be doing. They're gonna be doing nine dollar promotions. The the nine on one promotion for every game. <laughs> yeah, you better hope. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The John ja Hawaiian shirt giveaway may be the reason why a lot of these people are coming on Friday night. So, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I am being a little bit too hard. I do think Grizzlies fans are appreciating what's going on right now and supporting it, knowing that it is a blip on the screen. You know, it, it's not real. What's going on right now? Uh, it's not a reflection of the organization. It's a, though I can tell, especially on social media, that the fans are trying to stay engaged despite what we expected versus what we got this season. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> apologize. Go buy tickets. They're only nine dollars and one cent. Yeah, I'm working on. I'm working on my ticket plug right then. As, as we're recording the show, I'm looking at the tickets trying to get that Josh shirt. So stay tuned. I might be wearing. Might be wearing that bad boy next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like it, it, we're at that point, right? That's that's the best thing for us is is lottery position. But is that the best thing for the organization? I don't know. You know, again, we I, I talked about it with Luke on Tuesday. Like the Nets game was the first time that he kind of saw as a Taylor Jenkins stand. And again, I'm a fan of Coach Jenkins. We're not going to that rabbit trail and, and yeah. arguing on, on air tonight. But that was the first game where it was kind of like some of these lineups a little bit suspect, a little bit suspect. I- it's fair, and it's fair to say that against a team that struggled as bad as Brooklyn, who fired their right. head coach right. during the All-Star break. However, you can't really say, oh, we shouldn't lose to Brooklyn when we're throwing out the the people that we are. You know, we're still <laughs> playing it. Jordan Goodwin and Matt Hurt and, uh, I don't Again, know, Jake Bo Jake Laravia. Uh, and so it, it's just kind of hard to look at a lineup and say, we should beat them. You know? yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that Brooklyn team, I don't really know why they're as bad as they are. Then maybe I mean, they are just yeah. extremely miscoached. Yeah. You know, maybe Kevin Ollie will crack the code that Jock Vaughn couldn't. Yeah. But like they've got, you know, Dorian Finney Smith, they've Cam Johnson, they've got uh, Claxton. 
I mean, they've got players that other teams want, so why are you so bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even mention Mikael Bridges. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I mean they they should be more talented, but that felt like a game. That doesn't look the- like a lineup that I have a problem with losing to. However, I watched it and saw yeah. how we played, yeah. and then I was mad, you know? And if you if I, I looked at the first – Right. If I look at the first week back from the All-Star break, that game of the of the like the Portland games, yes, but that game's a winnable game. Like probably not beating the Clips, not beating Minnesota, yeah. but that felt like a game. game we should have won. Yeah. Uh, you know, just looking at it on paper and looking at how like right. the teams are playing. Of course. And they beat us worse than either the Clippers or, or the or the the Timberwolves did. I mean, they blew us out. That game was not competitive. They were playing Arlington High School uh yeah. out there, is what it felt like. Not not the competitive team that we saw. Wednesday night against Minnesota. Look at that. I'm getting better yeah. already. Yeah. Brooklyn has uh is only two and a half games behind us in the tank thong, tank race, you know? Yeah. Uh so yeah, that and I don't believe they own their pick either. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I don't think they own their pick. And so mm-hmm. anyways, uh you got anything Grizzlies wise before we wrap this section up, this segment up, get to a break and start talking about just some I don't know, whatever else we want to talk about. Whatever else we want to talk about. We may even just go off the reservation or off the rails, whatever. I don't know if I can say reservation anymore. We'll go off the rails and see what comes out. (laughs) Sorry, you're not the one that's on the reservation. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got, man. We'll go ahead and go to break. While you're here, if you're still listening to this tomfoolery, why? I don't know. But if you are, go ahead and click subscribe. Turn those notifications on while you're on YouTube so you can get this show along with all the other great shows from this network weekly. We'll see you on the other side of the commercial break. I'm, I'm just big on being able to vocalize what someone's role is. I always mm. thought my best coaches were the people that let me know exactly what you expect from me. Now, I might not like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if you come to me man to man to say, this is how, we're, this is how we think we're going to play you, bang, bang, bang. And, and uh, hopefully everybody understands. I, I'm not saying that this has not, not been done with this team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying from my experience, we all have egos when we get to this game. Right. All of us. Every, to the last person on the bench, you got an ego. But you're not going to – we're not – all of us can't be the man. Yeah. You're not, you you, you got to be able to say, okay, he's the man, but what do I do and what can I do to help us be good? And yeah. if it's vocalized to you, then you know exactly what – and if I'm out there doing it and now I'm not getting the result from you, now we got, we got to sit yeah. down and have another conversation. Mm-hmm. But as long as it is told to you, this is what we expect from you, this is how we want you to play, then then I, I feel like, again, keeping his logo. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Tune in to The Anthony Sane Show, Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, Christian. Yes. You are Penny Hardaway. I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. Today, you're going to play act, okay? okay? Gabe, because you're a Jordan Brown apologist, you're going to be Jordan Brown. <laughs> I'm a Jordan Brown apologist. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. Y'all are sitting across the room from each other. I said, don't tweet him hate. And he's like, you're an apologist. <laughs> like, good God. But either way, continue. We're in a room together. Why did things break down? Jordan, we brought you in this year to be the centerpiece of our offense. <laughs> <laughs> you came in out of shape. Let's call it what it is. Call it spade a spade. We play fast. Told you this when we were recruiting you. We play fast. One of the fastest paces in the country. You have to be able to get up and down the floor. You have failed at that. Oh, well, I'm leaving. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn. 
every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Two Bucks Sports Show, where you're just going to get whatever comes out. We're doing this live. We do a little show doc every week for the show, and we usually will put some notes throughout the week. But Drew's been otherwise occupied with what? I don't know. Who even knows what's going on down there? Uh, I haven't looked at it either. Been otherwise occupied. Our our show doc said opening, Grizzlies, other. (laughs) (laughs) that's it all right let's we're gonna see what happens so we will talk college baseball because we are trying to hashtag grow the game even though it's not been growing very well in the state of mississippi especially for that team in oxford um not that we've been a whole lot better but (laughs) we did as of the recording of this show we just Just stay where you're at (laughs) we just beat mount st mary's today 12 to 2 the powerhouse of the naia or whatever they are hey they're (laughs) Um, t1 I guess they are. They're in the tournament. They're in the basketball tournament every year. That's the reason why I know who they are. Uh, There you go. That's true. But we beat them 12 to 2 today. We got a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series this weekend. Um, Um, I was wondering why y'all were playing today. Yeah. You know, went two out of three. I meant to say say earlier, we were talking about Grizzly Strap. I'm totally in on Reed Shepard with the sixth pick. Thoughts? Oh, yeah. I'd rather have Dalton connect. We're moving on. And Rusty. No, I hear you. You love uh, Reed Shepard. God, why are we talking about this? You know, I I wasn't going to bring that up. I wasn't going to bring up X, you know, bad mouthing us uh, with us now that he's with the Boston Celtics. Was going to leave that alone. But why are we opening up these sore places? Oh, yeah. He came out and said just about an hour ago, came out and said that uh, Memphis is dancing and turnt, I believe is what he said, before every game. And it took every ounce of effort and injury luck to be the two seed. Boston is way more mature and has not reached their full success uh, because they have not given full effort yet. Like, oh, he's already hit that, bro. That big market elitist mindset. <sighs> like X, we've been your fan, man. We've been in your corner this whole I'm time. Sorry, I'm sorry that you don't want to have fun. I'm sorry that that we weren't boring while we were winning. It's like the whole argument that everybody's hyping up Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma City for doing the same thing we've been doing for years. It's cool now that Oklahoma City and 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 Shad, uh, Shane and all of them are doing this. Like we were doing it first, and y'all gave us crap for it. I'm sorry that there's not a parade inside your city every time y'all win. That's it, man. It's just I'm jealousy, sorry. man. Y'all are t- y'all have got to act like you've been here before and not enjoy I- things. How can you hate from outside the club? You can't even get in, man. Get out of here. Anyway, moving right along. Mississippi State starting to turn it around. Kind of got a good performance today from Nate Dome. Thursday got a great performance from Nate Dome. Won a baseball game. Otherwise, not a lot to be excited about. Bats have been cold. It's it last year it was pitching. This year pitching's been much better. We can't hit. You know, we went two out of three against Georgia Southern. Uh Lost two in the midweek last week to Austin P, who just no business losing to Austin P in the midweek, man. I understand it's early, it was yeah. cold. We're still figuring out rotations. <sighs> Lamonis is on very, very thin ice. I've got a friend here in Martin who's very, very close and connected to the baseball program at Mississippi State. And there's a lot of grumblings that it's gonna take a it's gonna take a super regional appearance appearance if he's gonna be back next year, just because the talent we have on this team. Is way too much and way too good to be losing two games to Austin P in a midweek. There's just no reason we should be doing that. Midweek losses are what will crumble you. You know, hundred percent. Just as as they're playing small teams, it can only go one way. You know, you yeah. you either win and you're just like, okay, we should have beat them, or you're competitive or lose, and it's just 
outrage. It's never mm-hmm. celebration when mm-hmm. you beat Austin P or you beat High Point or you yeah. beat, you know, Little Rock. However, yeah. if you lose to them or you play competitive to them, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to answer some questions. And so well, and it's, not only- it's Ole Miss's thing. And this is a lot of people, Memphis Tigers fans hate Ole Miss. Uh, and I get it. Can relate. Because Ole Miss is just like, say, we're never playing Memphis again. And it's because Ole Miss is like, okay, we're in the SEC. We have nothing to gain from playing Memphis, who is really good for the American. So mm-hmm. we gain nothing from beating them, and we risk everything if we lose to them. You know, yeah. it's kind of the same mindset when you talk about SEC midweek games. Like, it's a risk playing – because if you lose it, it's you're gonna it's gonna look really bad. And if you win, you get nothing. And 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 rightfully so, because Drew, like we play at Florida this year, we play at Vanderbilt, we play at right. LSU. Like we've got some tough SEC, you right. know, series coming up. That these midweek games are how you buffer and get to the tournament. Like you have to win yeah. these games. You can't be losing these games and then go get swept by Vanderbilt on the weekend. You can't be losing yeah. to these small directional schools and they go get swept by Florida because right. you're not you're not going to make the the SEC tournament. You if you go 15 and 15 in the SEC, if you go 15 and 15 in the SEC and you've got bad losses in the midweek against non-conference or you know D2, you know, lower level schools, then you don't stand a chance to get into no. the tournament. No. So it's the same reason why and it's the RPI is is so important in baseball. You know, what the RPI used to be important in basketball, now it's the net. Well, they still use the RPI in baseball. And so it it's all looks at your losses or right. the teams who you've played lose to. Like it's all losses. It's the reason why Ole Miss never goes makes it to the NCAA tournament in twenty two if they don't cancel. They just straight up canceled their last midweek game of the season. Mm-hmm. against Arkansas State because even if they played them, Arkansas State was so bad that they would have dropped their RPI. Mm-hmm. Even you in know, a win. And so right. that all that to say this is quote unquote preseason non conference play in baseball. It's just to show you the what could what you hope isn't, but could be important games when you look back at it. You just can't lose them. Ole Miss. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Kinda real like, quick, I just just want just want to add. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right because like Ole Miss punched their ticket this week to the NIT tournament. Not even going to make the NIT. Not yeah. even going to make the NCAA tournament with that huge come come from behind win for Alabama. Uh, yeah, Chris Beard guided them directly to the NIT. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. I'm not I'm not uh, skirting that. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so, but Ole Miss, you know, kind of what you felt like at Miss against Mississippi State, where you won the series this weekend. Uh. Ole Miss kind of, you know, when we recorded last Thursday night for a Friday show, I was in that dumps. You just lost a midweek game at home, your home opener to Arkansas State. Friday night they go out and they get beat uh, seven to three by high point. The alma mater of one Tubby Smith for mm-hmm. folks that are listening to this. I believe last I heard he just like went back to coach the basketball team there at high point. Uh, I think but, that's right. And baseball is about momentum, uh, especially on offense when he, when the bats get rolling. And Ole Miss went won twelve to two on Saturday in seven innings, and twenty five to two in seven innings on Sunday. And so, you know, like I said last week on the show, like these are teams that you want to be playing seven innings against. That's how you feel confident when in a win. You beat them seven innings. 
Then the Ole Miss played last night, being Wednesday night against Little Rock, won twelve to six. And so, in a game, in a in a game that is so much about momentum and so much about being hot at the right time, you like to see big, big numbers in the your column and small numbers in the other column. And you finish the <laughs> series. Uh, Finished the series, the last two games of the series this weekend against High Point, winning thirty-seven to four. Much and better. you only played fourteen innings. So yeah. I mean, you're good now. Ole Miss is going to have its first test of the year. Iowa comes to town mm. this weekend to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Iowa was ranked. They did just get swept though mm-hmm. last weekend against a pretty good team. I'm trying to remember. It's a mid major. It's a pretty good little mid major because they were they were like a yeah. dark horse for for Omaha before the season. A lot of people were saying they're going to be better, and then they got worked uh, by. Yeah, so, uh, Ole Miss, if you remember, won the Big Ten last year. Uh, they Ole Miss went seven and zero or eight and zero last year against the Big Ten <laughs> yeah. in two different tournaments that they played. In. They just only played Big yeah. Ten school. No, they played one tournament where they played. Uh, they played Nebraska, Minnesota. In Maryland, and one other team, they went four and zero all against the Big Ten, and then yeah. they had a home series against Maryland that they swept. Yeah, it was Wichita State. Wichita State beat Iowa uh, after okay. they lost yeah. to Wichita Virginia State's and good. Auburn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, historically good, and they've they've had a resurgence here. So right. you don't want to see them get swept, you know. But because I want them to come to Oxford and be more of a statement. If you win it, yeah, if you don't, sure. who cares? You know. Yeah. Anyways, that's what Ole Miss is looking forward to this weekend. Uh, just hoping to to stay hot, uh, and we'll see what happens. I mean, the story is far from written for both of our teams and oh, for, for sure. most teams in the country. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you you just don't know anything in baseball. A game, a season that's sixty games, you just don't know anything. After eight, especially not in February, you won't really know anything about your team until SEC play starts in about a month. So, right. So yeah. uh, I did want to. You brought it up. I brought it up. I kind of stabbed you w- real quickly, and you kind of try to bring it back in and stab me. And so I did want to mention this. It was not in our show doc because we didn't spend any time on a show doc. But I did. <laughs> it is actually something I wanted to talk about. Uh, we'll just go chronologically, if that's okay with you. If not, we'll Let's talk about it. Ole Miss first. Anyway, chronologically. Is fine. Uh, so chronologically, State played Kentucky. Ole Miss and State. If you go back a week were extremely bubbly. You were looking at both teams being within the first four in and the last four out. Extremely bubbly. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss in a, the first year under Chris Beard, Mississippi State in the second year under Chris Jans, uh, both doing really good. I mean, yeah. for Mississippi State, uh, adding the guard. Um, Josh Hubbard is the Josh real Hubbard deal. has has absolutely changed that team, a team yeah. that was luckily to score 40 points last year, but you, the yeah. other teams were lucky to score 30. Right. You know, adding Josh Hubbard has really taken the lid off of bucket. Yeah, he is so good. But that Kentucky yeah. game, if you didn't watch that game, go back and watch. I mean, God, the second man. half of that basketball game was yeah. electric. The shot making, yeah. especially by Reed Shepard, 
Uh, yeah. He he should have went to Duke, right? He he is yeah. like he looks. <laughs> he, he, I don't know what it is about a white guard that they just feel like they should go to Duke. But, he, yeah, he reminds me of John Shire, the coach at Duke. Just a bucket, yeah. just could get to the he, get to the goal, and he just took over in that second he half. He was amazing in that. And game. Hubbard, it, it, Hubbard was matching him step for step. Oh, yeah. I mean, Hubbard finished with thirty four again, and just like I mean, just bucket after bucket of yeah. unbelievable, and then hits he buries that three. With like 10 seconds to go, and it's like, this is it. We're getting the monkey off oh, our back yeah. and beating Kentucky. And then yeah. Reed Shepard happens. Yeah. So State has a huge lead. When I turned it on, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to hear about this. I was at Taco um, Tuesday with the, with my coworker, Craig, my buddy Lee, and I looked up at the TV, and I was like, I don't want to say it out loud, but this basketball game is going well for one of these two teams. <laughs> yeah. And so it was it. like they'd gotten it up to like, a, I don't know, 15, 17-point lead. Like and 15, then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then second half, Kentucky, who almost played Alabama last night, and they said it on the broadcast. Kentucky had just scored a hundred, or after this, or before the state game, I guess, had scored a hundred and nineteen points against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so, like that team just got hot in the second yeah. half in in Starville, which I'll credit where credits due. That's got to be like the most hostile place to play if you couple that arena with that defense because defense at yeah. home that defense at home is just oh my god it's and it's it was our it, it was our and, and, and kentucky fans have been going on this was their super bowl or whatever that was our eighth sellout of the year that was our eighth yeah. sellout so like it was a raucous crowd it was capacity it was. crowd and it was a it like watching it on tv was electric and that they were yeah, into that hate. game it was awesome I hate when teams say that. When when the blue bloods like, oh, it's, oh, that's our Super Bowl, you know, like bro, you just start. You're you're not, you're sellout yeah. number eight. That's it, all you I are. Mean, and I mean, Kentucky is a big deal. Beating Kentucky is a big deal. Yes. Which anybody would be foolish to say yes. that it would like. Right. No state fans should say that. Oh, we treated that game just like we treated the home game against. Vandy, like no, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. Like there's a different no, level of intensity there, and that's why. But Kentucky, in particular, you ain't never won nothing. Not in like since Cat was there, right? You know that was the undefeated right. team that didn't even win it. Yeah. And so what was it? Uh, Anthony Davis and John Wall that won it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the last time you, you, you won anything. So just quit trying to diminish, right? The the atmosphere at a smaller school that doesn't have the history you have. Yeah, man. Because you think you're up here. Like, yeah. Like that was an incredible, incredible crowd. And it was number eight or sellout number seven or eight. Either way, like it was still like, it was a great crowd that we had for Arkansas that we had for these other Alabama at home. Like we've had some great crowds, Tennessee, we beat Tennessee. That crowd was just as electric, just as full. We beat Tennessee and Starville as it was last or Wednesday, Tuesday night against Kentucky. But Credit where credit's due. Reed Shepard had a phenomenal second half, made the big so bucket good. with no with no time left, and Kentucky had the block winner. in the corner, and then the winner. Like, we are now one, <clears throat> we are now one and nineteen against John Calipari. The only win coming in the SEC tournament in twenty nineteen. Here's hoping that it, you know maybe Lightning will strike twice. We'll get him again in the SEC tournament this year. But we're that team you don't want to play in the SEC tournament. I agree. The I totally agree with that. We're just scrappy because man. it's. Just, it's like the old grit and grind Grizzlies. It's like you've, it takes an extra level of commitment and buy-in against a team that you, you don't – a team that the jerseys don't make you shake in your boots. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you've got to take them seriously and then up a notch because that defense is just crippling if 
it as hopefully it translates for and for your sake it mm. translates to neutral site games as well yeah. because in Starkville yeah. that plays hard to play with that defense. It is man, and then but it, we cared like you said we're not afraid. We cared on the road. We went to LSU one by twenty. Like this team is not. Yeah, afraid you went of to anybody. Ole Miss and Ole Miss hung almost ninety on you. So yeah. I mean, of course that was a pretty rough environment too. But right anyway. early. But all last thing I'll say. State as a team, like we're growing. This is a bad, like this is not a bad loss. It's a loss to Kentucky. Like we still have some winnable games no, ahead of us. And then when you play us in a, in a in a tournament, like even if you win, you know you're going to be tired going forward because you had to put an effort that you wouldn't have to put in because we start defending you when you get off the bus. And not only that, but now you also have to defend us because if not, Josh Hubbard is going to hang a forty piece on you real quick, fast, and in a hurry. And so it's it's not the team of last year where our best shooters, DJ Jeffries. Um, God Almighty. And Tolo Smith has kind of fallen off the, the face of the earth. If he can ever get it put together between him and Josh Hubbard, we are not the ones that you want to mess with. That is for sure. All right. So uh, I'm just looking at the bracket real quick. I want to kind of talk my way. So we this. were still sitting at like a nine seed. And that's what I was just looking for. Uh, Joe Lenardi has Mississippi State in the eight nine seed mm-hmm. playing Nebraska. Winner gets Houston. Or South that's Dakota us. State, you know, if there's another 16 v one upset, uh, he has Ole Miss in the next four out. So not the first four out, but the next four out. They're gonna um, need, they're gonna need some help in the SEC tournament. Yeah, then no doubt. And so Ole Miss was looking good. They were in the, you know, you know, last four in conversation. You know, they'd even snuck up to like the the nine, eight nine line there for a minute. You know, uh. But they've had three straight losses here. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost at home to South Carolina in an ugly game. And then last night, uh, Wednesday night for everybody else, uh, they played Alabama at home. Uh, Alabama had a horrible start to the game, <laughs> and Ole Miss kind of caught fire. Got up to about a 12, 15, 16-point lead. Uh, but that lead was virtually gone. It was three at halftime with a – Alabama making a strong push right there at the half. They get hot. I mean, Alabama's a good team. They They've only got three yeah. losses in the ACC. Uh, and then the second half, they came out, and it just it didn't go well. Ole Miss fought just to keep it close. Uh, ended up being about an <clears> – <throat> it's a double-digit game at the end. And so it, it basically puts win. the na- – Yeah, okay. So it, it basically puts the nail in the Ole Miss coffin without a run, a real significant run. In the SEC tournament, we're talking like championship game level run in the SEC tournament. Uh, just because the rest of your schedule doesn't look that great, mm-hmm. uh, I'd have to look it up. I don't have it on on hand. I don't. You don't, you don't finish right very favorably, that's for sure. No, no. Uh, I saw where Mississippi State has like one of the hardest schedules in the league to end it, and so that leaves you with a lot of opportunity to really solidify your spot there in the tournament mm-hmm. uh, without in the sixty four team tournament without much of a show at Mississippi. Ole Miss plays at Missouri, at Georgia, A&M at home is your last your last three games. Okay. So awful. A&M at home is a must win, obviously. A&M was their first team out of the tournament. Uh, Missouri's pathetic. And uh, you'd have to familiarize yeah. me with Georgia's not great. Georgia's not Georgia. great. Okay. Um, not great. They're middle of the pack, middle to lower pack of the East. State, like, to your point. On par. State plays at Auburn, at AM, and then South Carolina comes to Starville. So we've got yeah. that's that's, that's, tough. A, that's a tough schedule. That's tough. And so 
I'm I, listen. It's hard for me. I'm not doing a post mortem on Ole Miss yet on basketball, but it's hard for me to be upset given where where we were at last year and this year off season hiring Chris Beard and it's virtually you know you had a couple transfers, a couple uh, one big transfer, uh, right. actually several big transfers coming in off the portal with Musa Cisse and uh, Alan Flanagan from Auburn. You know. Mm-hmm. You, uh, I didn't really expect much because my expectations were so low coming off of what was just an absolutely putrid season last year. However, when you get up and you start seeing your name in the bracket, it do, you are a little disappointed that you couldn't hold on to it. Although, mm-hmm. if you ask me, this is about where I thought Ole Miss would be going into the season. And so just perspectives change. Angles in which you look at a season throughout the season change. But if I just look at start of season to now, it's, it kind of seems about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, and I'm not tied in, tuned in as much as I used to be on message boards and stuff. I do have some friends that are. Uh, what will upset me is there's apparently in weeks previous it was hotter than now, mm-hmm. but rumors of Chris Beard leaving, uh, and the path. Oh, yeah the path, and it's not that he's looking out, per se, because I do think Ole Miss has done a good job, just like they did with Lane, with supplying him with resources, Mm -hmm. giving him a reason to stay. I mean, uh, there's rumors that Eric Musselman will go to Louisville, and that Mm -hmm. opens up the Auburn job, where he is from. Arkansas, I'm sorry. Yeah, he is from Arkansas. He he, His first major coaching job, if you remember the upset, was at Mm -hmm. the University of Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so it's a job that's kind of a no-brainer with resources, with history that I I hate to see him take. But you yeah. know, uh, and then that would have Ole Miss hiring Will Wade, which I uh, cannot imagine myself rooting for Will Will Wade. That sucks. But, uh, <laughs> that, that sucks. Would, that would hurt. Uh, but anyways, that, that would be a, a way to really cut me off at the knees Yeah. after a first competitive basketball season we've had in five years. Yeah. In a hot minute, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, Drew, that's it's all I got for tonight. Year. Yeah. Uh, so. that's all I got for tonight. I know you've got to go. Well, you don't Haley's got to go have a baby. Yeah. Uh, this it's go time, man. Like this is it. Go time. Bags are dad times too, man. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So, uh, thoughts and prayers are appreciated. We will keep you, uh, when we decide it is appropriate for us to share pictures of the baby boy, mm-hmm. they will be on our social media. Check out our Instagram. Uh, and, uh, couldn't be more excited to, to have a little boy. I never thought me and Haley were talking about it on the way to the Dodger day. It just, it still doesn't seem right that it's a boy because we'd all just kind of been, numb to the fact that we're just going to have girls and i don't know why it was it just always felt like we were just going to be girls and i was cool with that as long as we got to keep Braxton, you know mm-hmm. as long as i got him i'm good and it's yeah. still stunned i told her dad i was like i'm still at two percent nervous that we're going to have a surprise <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> so yeah. uh anyway but we are excited thoughts and prayers appreciated for mama uh i'm good so uh <laughs> Just uh, we'll keep everybody posted. Rusty, thank you for accommodating me. Thank thank your dog for us for allowing you to get off work a little early. So this That's right. Happened, and you yeah. didn't have to solo this show. I told him 
to get his jokes ready for his stand-up comedy <laughs> act. And so, uh, luckily, we let's, didn't have to deal with that. Let's just say this is going to be a much better show because <laughs> if I'm here, everybody's definitely going to want a refund. That's for sure if I'm oh, yeah. here by myself. Yeah, and you know, you don't get any refunds with the Two Bucks Sports Show because you always get what you pay for. That's it. See, See you guys, guys next, next week. week. Thank you for listening to the Two Bucks Sports Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of all things Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next time.